for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Back to the Hoedown Showdown. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and that was Married Alone by our next featured guest, Hannah Blaylock. How's it going today? Hi, so happy to be here. Thanks really excited to have you on. I know we've been, this has kind of been something in the works for a little bit. I think we were supposed to do this like last week, and then uh, things happened, and uh, luckily we were able to get you on today. So I'm really I excited know. to chat. Thanks, thanks for being patient and continuing to help find a way. We found yeah. a way, didn't we, friends? Yeah, we did. We really did. And the fact that it's July 3rd, it's just kind of like the perfect timing because normally I'd be working right now, but I knew it was going to be a holiday weekend and it was going to be cool. So, yay. I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. But uh, so I'm really excited to have you on and chat a little bit. Um, You're originally from, or you were born in Alaska, but you grew up in Arkansas, correct? I lived in Alaska since I was and uh, until I was seven. Okay. Um, I was born in Arkansas, and then my family is from Arkansas. So I was born in the summer. My family would come back in the summer to see family, and I was born then. So, um, but I was raised in Alaska until I was seven. Yeah. Okay, I misread and that. Thing. I say I'm mainly from Arkansas, so and it's not so complicated, right? It's like yeah. <laughs> gotcha. but I grew up, the, the long and the short is I grew up in a lot of nature I was mm-hmm. really grateful for my parents to give me a lot of experiences in that way so a lot of time to be creative a lot of time to be present not even knowing that that would be such a challenge in our days day to day now mm-hmm. you know this was before the internet so yeah. um I was really grateful that my parents gave me that kind of childhood yeah yeah for sure that's really cool it, it's like two completely clashing cultures almost because you got alaska and then arkansas two completely different ends of the spectrum on at least from an outsider looking in it's like two completely different spectrums yeah i i mean i I think you're absolutely right i don't know that anybody would disagree with that i feel like um one of the greatest gifts it gave me is ever since i existed on this earth i've understood that the world is much bigger than the the environment that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And um, I also was really grateful as a young child, being a Caucasian woman in America, that I was a minority. So there's some, I haven't been a minority in my environment for a very long time, but um, I I kind of started at a young age, starting to understand what that felt like in some capacity. I will never fully understand what that feels like, but um, living in a place like that, you are the minority. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a really powerful experience to be given, you know, so mm-hmm. lots of gifts. And, and um, like I said, we were outside a lot. We were camping a ton. You know, we just, we had all of those Alaskan experiences. Actually, my mother was the one, my dad was working a lot. Mm-hmm. And my mother would go out and do these like wild things that you see on TV now. Like she'd be dropped off in a helicopter thousands of miles from civilization with a girlfriend and my brother in a blow up raft and, you know, float down a river for weeks and stay in hunting cabins and she'd go moose hunting and, you know, wow. same fishing, halibut fishing, all the things. Yeah, they did it up. They didn't do Alaska small. Yeah. 
That's cool. That's really cool. Those are like once in a lifetime experiences too. I know. Like, especially like I've never been to Alaska. Just the thought process of being able to do that. It's like, well, that would be really cool to try at least once. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so growing up in between Arkansas and Alaska and being outside a lot, how does music kind of work its way into your life? Was it kind of always there or was it something you discovered later on? My family is all really musical, so they shared that um, experience and gift with me really early on. So um, I don't remember a lot of a lot of it was in church um, mm -hmm. where we kind of practiced the skill of performing and things like that. But both of my parents, they met at a music party. So mm -hmm. I grew up on a cattle farm in Arkansas after we moved back from Alaska um, in the house that my dad built as a bachelor um before he met my mom and he was hosting a music party my mom came to the music party and that's where they met so um both my parents are musical still today and love music love playing not for a profession just for you know mm -hmm. something you can do for the rest of your life you know it doesn't matter how you utilize it so um they kind of put that that bug in me and my mom and her sisters all staying together my grandparents were both um leading worship at their church my grandma would play the piano you know they yeah. just my family all play I guess. Yeah. So it was always kind of there. And then yeah. once you kind of realize, hey, this is something that I'm passionate about through, through osmosis from your family and just kind of being around music, uh, how do you kind of discover or how did you discover who you wanted to be as a musician? Who were you listening to as like an influence or how did you kind of to start to form your own style as a musician? Yeah, that's a good question. Um well, from a very young age, I love performing and singing. That's, mm -hmm. I think, what my number one passion is, really. I learned how to songwrite when I moved to Nashville in 2007. So I'm really grateful to Nashville for teaching me all of the skills that it has. I've had endless teachers there. Um, but when I was a kid, I was trying to figure out, you know, I knew I loved to sing. I knew I loved to perform, but I didn't know how I was going to, you know, what's the vehicle in which I'm going to be able to utilize the skill. And... Um, I was kind of on the on the fence with a couple of different things until I went to a Dixie Chicks concert and I felt like the Dixie Chicks were like, okay, that's what I want to do kind of thing. Nice, nice. And did you, was I reading this correctly? Did you re release your first album in, or your first LP in Austin? Um, I, so my first solo album, um, oh. I was in a band before called Eden's Edge that I started with my parents in the ninth grade. It kind of grew in, into this trio and that's what moved me to Nashville. Okay. Um, but then I made a solo project after that. And I actually ended up recording it with the Dixie Chick sisters. So Emily and Marty, it was an absolute dream come true. Nice. And, you know, you, you get a little nervous when you meet your heroes and they're kind of like my top, one of my very top heroes. So I was, I, we had the same publishing company at the mm -hmm. time. And um, I kind of hooked up with them and I was traveling through Texas and we ended up riding together. And I thought, Oh my gosh, I might get a courtyard hounds cut. That'd be so fabulous. Which, you know, they, the sisters made records together called the courtyard hounds. Have you listened mm -hmm. to those albums? No, I haven't. No. Um, they're, you know, they, I don't, I, I feel like it's the best. Like they, they have two of them, I believe. And um, it's my favorite, just like sitting around the house records, you know, mm -hmm. um, just very easy listening. Anyway, I was super excited about it. And they ended up kind of offering, I had written all these songs for the solo project and was trying to find a way to record it and like make all the little 
stars align and stuff. And so they came to me and offered a lot of help. So it was Emily, Emily's husband, Martin Strayer. He was one of the main culprits in helping me make this record come to life. He produced it. Emily uh, wrote and, and Martin wrote with me, have several songs that we wrote together on the record. And then uh, Marty from the Dixie Chicks, let me use her studio. They brought in all their favorite players. I mean, they just really pulled all the stops to help me make the record. So that record's called Bandit Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, I released it in 2017 and I'm really proud of it. That was before, that was when um, I didn't have a lot of promotional options. Mm-hmm. It was kind of caught in a political crossfire. So yeah. it wasn't promoted in any way, but I got to make it and I got to make it with my heroes who are fabulous human beings, have the most beautiful hearts. And I had a blast creating it. So nice. Yeah. Cause I was listening to that the other day uh, when we kind of finally firmed up that we were going to uh, have you on And I was listening to bandit queen the other day and oh, I, I was sitting there. I was like, man, this album is way too like, cause you know how Spotify can kind of tell you how many views and all that stuff that are, that are happening up to like a certain point, you know, like they tell you the views and whatnot. And I was listening to the album. And I was like, man, this album is way too good to be getting the traction that it got. And now that listening to you explain kind of how everything happened, it makes a little bit of sense why, you know, it's a, such a good album just. Well, it- I appreciate you saying that. Um, that means I'm glad that you connected with it. That's, <laughs> That's the only thing that when you make art, um, if you make art, you'll relate to this too. When you make art, all you want to do is connect with the world about it when you choose to share it. So the fact that you've connected with it, at least, means a lot to me. Um, I, I feel like this this story is not unique. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, the, yeah. in the world, we call the music business. This is, this is a very common story. A lot of times, actually, in this kind of story, the music gets shelved mm-hmm. and people never get to hear it. So... Yeah. I got to put it out. I didn't get to promote it, but I got to put it out. So it's out there for the world if they if they were to find it in the abyss. And, you know, maybe with this new music I'm putting out, they can kind of, if somebody wants to deep dive, yeah. <laughs> they can deep dive into the past and find that record. Yes. And so as we were talking beforehand, you mentioned that you've been releasing a lot of music here recently in 23 and last year even. But there was a bit of a hiatus there. Was that, was there, what was kind of going on that you kind of took a break? I mean, obviously the pandemic probably had a little bit to do with it, but. Like a hiatus between Bandit Queen and now? Yeah. So the stuff that you were releasing the last year. Yeah. Yeah. I just think just the time it takes to make a new record. I mean, and make one that's genuine to you. And it's every record is like a new chapter of your life. Right. And so you Mm -hmm. have to live the chapter before you can write it and put it out. Yeah. It takes, it takes funding. It takes, you know, um, you know, writing songs you believe in and you can't, you can show up every day for that song to show up, but if it doesn't want to be there, it's not going to come. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like every artist kind of works on a different timeline. Mm -hmm. Um, this is just the timeline that's happened for me. Some of it I can control and some of it I can't. So um, the cool thing is, is now we're here and now I get to put it out. And, um, I am so, so proud of this album and I'm so proud of the people I got to make it with. That's, that's the most important thing. This is the first time in my career that Mm -hmm. I've been able to have all the creative control. I've never had that before and all the records that I've been blessed to get to make. This is the first time I've gotten to pick all the, all my own songs do all my own like marketing visuals, everything. I got to be the leader in all of it. So nice. 
intimidating in one end, but at the other end, it's really been inspiring and freeing. Nice. That's really cool. I was going to ask, how is it, how does it feel to have all this freedom now to kind of do as you wish and what you feel is the right thing for your music? Yeah. Well, in a business where there isn't the right way, right. Mm -hmm. It can be, like I said, very intimidating, but um, I have some amazing friends in the business that have just been there for me and been willing to give me, you know, a mentor people that have worked in the business for a long time, people that are at the forefronts of the ever-changing world that we're in. Oh my gosh, things are just changing so fast. It's hard mm -hmm. to keep up with all the different information, you know, how to do streaming, you know, all of these things that I would not ever promoted a streaming material before. So when I released my record with my trio before Eden's Edge, that was like streaming was a, around, but it was with a major label. I wasn't an independent artist mm -hmm. and very country radio driven yeah so that was the vehicle in which you release the music in and then like i said bandy queen didn't really get that chance so this is the first time i've explored that i've learned so much and um i've had a lot of people holding my hand and kind of helping me along the way but there is i mean there's just gonna it's all a risk i tell people that aren't in the music business at all and they just you know if we're at a party or something they're like what's that like i say it's it's playing the lottery for a living <laughs> right oh 100 understood you know because it, it's just one of those things where it's like you, you're in a situation like you, you start off in a situation where it's like very controlled and calculated and you're being told what to do and how to do it and then you kind of get that chance to do it yourself and it's like uh uh you know and it, it still feels like you have no control almost because it, it's all, always up to the listeners to kind of um determine how they re react and connect to your music right and and it's not under your control like how to get the music to the mm. listener's ear so yeah, yeah. Yeah, complex sure. machine my friend oh um, it is there's a reason why music and business are like oil and water but they got to figure it out one way or the other otherwise it doesn't exist in the world we live in so 100 100 percent. so uh we're gonna have everybody listen to your new single what i'm thinking here in just a minute but before we get there uh what's kind of the story behind this song i wrote it with one of my co-producers autumn mcintyre and the first friend i ever made in nashville josh matheny who is also in arkansan and um, both of them are my dear friends that i've known for well over a decade it's the first song the three of us wrote together so we had each written uh, autumn and josh had never written together before but i had written with both of them a lot and been really wanting to get all of us in the room together so um i really feel like magic happened that day I was so excited that it worked out because I knew they would love each other. And um, I have had this song um, waiting to record it on this record for a very long time. And it's a love song and it's a romance song. And I haven't cut a whole lot of those. So I'm pretty proud of myself for cutting a happy song. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So like I was saying before we uh, jumped into the song, because I wanted people to hear it first before I kind of gave my opinion. Yeah. I've, I just really enjoyed this song and it, I don't know how to describe Wow, well, I was about to make a really awkward pun. I don't know how to describe what I'm thinking, but oh, you know, <laughs> uh, I like it. Yeah. You know, but still, I, I just really enjoyed the song and 
I, I can't wait to see where the rest of this project takes me and where it go. You know, you, you get what I'm saying? Yes, so. that is such a sweet thing to say. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, so with this song, you, you've kind of mentioned it is leading to like a full a full length album. Yes. Okay. So I started this campaign a while back earlier this past year. And um, I've decided to kind of release it almost like a vinyl record where you mm -hmm. have a side A and a side mm -hmm. B, and then the fully people release at the end. So um, I'm looking forward. All of it, all of it comes to a closure, mm -hmm. a closing moment. You know, you will have closure in your life if you're on this journey with me. <laughs> right. That's really cool. Uh, that's awesome. I love one of my favorite things to do is just sit down, like sit down and listen to vinyl and kind of listen to the complete story yeah so when yeah. artists kind of lean into that that's really cool i like it. i feel like this is a good marriage between still respecting a record mm -hmm. and also giving um, i do feel like it's so fun to be in this creative time right now where singles are and streaming is is where the game is because mm -hmm. every song kind of gets a moment where when i used to release records back in the day it was like you only really had a chance to promote three singles tops and that's if right. you really got lucky so unless somebody wanted to go out of their way to deep dive into your whole project now you get to like share each song which is really fun you get to let each baby have a moment and they're all your babies so you don't want to have to pick and now yeah. you don't yeah for sure it, it's kind of it's kind of the best of both worlds anymore because you don't have to pick the three but then it's also very hard on the musician because it's almost like every song on the album has to be a single like it has to be good enough to be a single whereas back in the day like when I grew up buying vinyl or cassette tapes or buying CDs some of my favorite stuff was like that deep b-side cuts that they're not filler but they're not really single yeah. you know so. I think it's a really good good point I feel like at least with my, the world I'm living in, which I, I don't know that I want to promote that other people should do this, but the world that feels right to me is I don't have all like songs that I would necessarily, it depends on what you want the job of the song to do, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not what these songs are for. These songs are uh, songs that stand on their own two feet to me, and that's why they belong on the record, but they also belong together as a family. They're members mm -hmm. of a family, right? Yeah. So they're not they're not necessarily like the country radio hit um mm -hmm. the not what i'm thinking but catch the wind is a really good example of that i think catch the wind is a very singer songwritery mm -hmm. story song um it's a kind of lower mid-tempo i don't know that that would be a country radio song it might be good for tv sync who knows but um i i feel like in the streaming world it doesn't have to have a specific job and it can go on any playlist. Like, yeah. that's what's so fun is there are all these playlists for all the different, like, I don't know if you do this when we have dinner, I'll just like search, you know, chill dinner yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Italian dinner, you know, mm -hmm. and you get to hear all this music. So um, that's the fun thing about the world we live in to me. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely, I've done that. Like I do it more like when I'm working out, if just mm -hmm. to kind of change my mind perspective, you know, if I need, a little bit more energy i'll put in like high energy workout play, you know like whatever it is absolutely and yeah that that's always the fun because then that's when you get introduced to some like really random music absolutely so. sorry my dog is uh the sweetest thing alive she's just loud 
Oh, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, so it is 4th of July weekend. As we're recording this, it's the uh, day before 4th of July. Uh, what are your plans for the holiday? We are just spending time with family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been on the road for the past, uh, for like a 10 day stretch. So I just okay. got back a couple days ago. So I have an almost three year old. And um, so we're just spending time together i think we're gonna go to a, a family grill out tonight yeah nice that's really and i cool. don't know that there is a burn i don't know i'm not like a huge firework person and honestly yeah. like i'm at that stage in life i think i follow a bunch of like mom comedians and stuff yeah. on instagram and there was one that would just crack me up because she was describing what it's like to be a mom to young kids yeah um, and this stage in life because by the time the fireworks starts like two hours after your kid's bedtime so. right we're here nice. for the hot dogs and homemade ice cream, and then we're going home, and we're going to bed. Because <laughs> nice. I just remember growing up in the 90s where 4th of July was always a block party, and it was everybody was up until midnight. And, like, I mean, I've grown up, I wasn't three years old. I was probably, like, seven or eight. But it to me, that's what 4th of July is. And now that I'm 36, it's like, yeah that's not really the reality we grew up in a special time so yeah i growing up and on my farm in arkansas which is about when i was that age uh, mm-hmm. so my grandparents lived across the, the only thing in our tiny little village of a town was a, a baptist church so mm-hmm. my grandparents literally lived across the street it was a five mile stretch of two-lane highway my mm-hmm. grandparents lived across the street from the church everybody would sit in the church lawn and you know with their lawn chairs and then they would all fire off the fireworks in my grandparents front yard <laughs> yes. that's awesome so very uh, similar it sounds like to you which is fun yeah i i didn't grow up in arkansas actually my dad lived in arkansas for a good minute uh when oh, he cool. was like young in his career um uh fort smith Where? fort, fort smith? smith nice yeah. yeah fort smith is more north so yeah. More central Portsmouth's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so uh, but I grew up in South Chicago. So I grew up in the South Suburbs of Chicago. So awesome. A yeah. L- little it. bit a little bit different style. So yeah. Uh, um, so kind of moving forward, uh how often are you playing shows the re- uh through the rest of the summer? Are you playing a lot or what's kind of your plans heading into the rest of the summer? Yeah, I've got a good amount of gigs uh booked up between my solo stuff and I also have been singing in a trio group called three times a lady that's super fun um and so i'm playing with them all of it's on my website i'm about to go to los angeles and play for the city of west hollywood arts commission summer series so that'll be really fun i'm just bopping around whenever they call me i say yes (laughs) nice that's awesome that's really cool and then uh if anybody wants to check out uh your music any of your shows and interact with you on social media where's the best place to find you on the interwebs of course, my website is hannahblaylock.com and then all my social media handles are some form of Hannah Blaylock. So on hannahblaylock.com has all the links to everything. Um, my Instagram's at hannahblaylock, TikTok. I'm trying to get better at TikTok. Yeah, me too. Like, Oh my gosh, TikTok and me, you know. And uh, then uh, <laughs> Facebook, YouTube, just we live in the social media world. So come yeah. say hi if you want to. If you want to check it out and come say hi to me, I'd love it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then one thing that we do before we wrap up every podcast interview, whatever, we, whatever it is we're doing, we like to pass on knowledge to the younger generation of musicians. Mm. So what is something that you have learned through your career that you wish you would have known when you got started? 
what a great question. I want to give a really good answer to this one. I feel like there aren't all the rules people make up aren't real. So just do what you want. Sure. Very sure. I agree. hundred percent. Yay. <laughs> but uh, once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute blast. Thank you for uh, taking time out of your 4th of July weekend to sit down and chat with me a little bit. And uh, 